0: You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast. Follow on YouTube and Instagram, support through buymeacoffee.com, and subscribe to the only podcast exploring the hidden ecosystems within the theology of Christian music through unique and uniting conversations. Welcome again. To the Theology of Music Podcast. I didn't even enunciate that. To the Theology of Music Podcast. My name is Joel. Uh, I am perpetually sick. With sin. No, I'm just sick again. So, after I get back from this crazy trip, it's a ton of fun. And I get back and hanging out with my kids. And they get sick. And if you're a parent, you know. Inevitably, if your kids are sick, you will get sick. Because there's no way to not be sick as a parent of little kids, because they're all over you, and you have to be all over them, and it's a whole thing, and so you're just kind of counting down the days until you uh, you finally get sick, and um, yeah, it's not fun. So, but here I am. So yeah, I wanted to do an episode to to talk through you know this crazy trip that I went through and and went on, uh, and talk about what the Lord has kind of been doing in my heart as a result of that, and talk about a song. Uh, of someone who was there um at this worship songwriter 's retreat uh aaron williams 's song abide it 's an incredible song released recently it 's fantastic um, it 's technically released by the worship initiative so it 's um it 's on their volume twenty five um and it was released uh last last year so it's i mean that 's super recent but it's it 's not old uh and it 's a fantastic song so we 'll talk about that too and kind of how that was the genesis for some things that the Lord was doing in my heart. And so so my wife and I and our kids, we went down to Atlanta and we stayed in this absolute mansion. Uh, I'm upset because we, my dad and I recorded episodes and for some reason the audio just did not go through. Uh, so I'm going to keep trying to figure that out, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to use those episodes. But uh, my dad was there, my mom, my sister, her husband, their uh, daughter, uh, and our kids, Joanna and I's kids, Lucy and Nora, love to play with... Um, Elise, my sister's uh, daughter. Uh, And then our great aunt, it was actually my dad's aunt, but we all just call her aunt anyway. Aunt Karen. It was her connection to get this to this 18,000 square foot house. I mean, it was absolutely massive. Like, Alicia Keys stayed there. Like, rappers make music videos there. It's huge, huge, uh, like Italian villa looking house. It's incredible. And, uh, we got to stay there for free because my, my aunt know is the CFO for this, this guy who built the house 20 years ago. So that worked out. <laughs> and so, so we get to stay in this house, uh, and all of, a bunch of my family's there and it's good. Uh, but I had just been feeling really spiritually dry. I've been feeling really spiritually dry for a while and just kept been feeling just a, just a, a, a sense of, hey, man, I just, what, what am I doing? Um, with my life, (laughs) like, I, I've just kept saying that, and I kept getting, being antsy, and feeling such angst, and so then, you know, I, I know this, this songwriters retreat is coming up, I know that my, uh, my bandmate in the Grace Collective, Matt, is getting married, and I know I'm doing this trip, and I just feel burdened, and it's like, I don't know what's going on, and I will say this, you know, something that I'm constantly learning is how how my faith works, how my relationship with with the Lord works outside of occupational ministry, uh, because you no longer uh, are just saturated with that environment, right? I mean, it's it's crazy how. Um, when you're in that environment, you are always aware of your faith because everyone's talking about their faith and talking about what they're growing in and learning in and all that kind of stuff. What's, what book are you reading and everything? So you're constantly talking about that. And then you get to the, to the outside world and you realize, oh, like half of the people don't even talk about that because they don't care. And so you, you start to realize, oh man, like I've said this before, you re- I really have to be the person who's uh, making all the effort here in, in my faith and and it's it's to the credit of I don't it's not to discredit people in occupational ministry uh, but it is very true once you if you ever go in and then leave you really start to realize uh, how easy it was to keep the faith you could say in quotes uh, and how easy it was to play the game or play the part you know in a bad way right you think you're more spiritual than you are but in reality you've just kind of covered up stuff with Churchisms, you know, uh, and this podcast isn't about that, so don't worry. I'm not going to go on a rant. So I'm sitting there in this place, and one of the days uh, I'm watching all the kids, and I go down for a nap, and then everyone goes shopping. And I was like, you know what? I've been writing songs up to this point to prepare for the worship songwriters retreat. I've been writing songs out of Valley Vision, which is a project I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to write a song from from Valley Vision, uh, a song uh, a week. From a prayer a week, Um, and so I wrote some up to the time in uh, Atlanta, Uh, and then since then I've kind of taken a break. I'm gonna start it back up again soon, and so uh, I was doing that. I was writing songs, and but I just kind of felt like I I needed to give myself the space to write a song without parameters. So it's not here's I'm gonna try to do a hymn or I'm gonna try to do a contemporary song or whatever. It's just like okay, I'm just gonna sit at this piano that Alicia Keys has probably played, and sit down and see what's up, and I just kind of wrote something, and something had been on my mind a lot, and you know, in our church we're going through Ecclesiastes, and it's been incredible, and the whole notion is about chasing the wind, right, bad priorities, skewed expectations, um, you know, lead to ruin, essentially, uh, and so studying that book in church, and you know, thinking about a lot of the various things that I have going on on the side, and you you know, I was just kind of struck with, um, I don't know, God, what's hap- I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's next. It always just feels like, in this moment right now, Lord, I, I feel like I'm just standing on the edge, and you haven't given me the, you haven't shown me the door yet to walk into the next to the thing that it feels like you're getting me ready for, or you're preparing us for, or you're you're saying is going to be next, right? And, it, and it's just, you know, it's been frustrating. And I, and so I, you know, I wrote this song called Chasing Wind, and the verses kind of talk about when you lead my feet to unknown paths, where I fear faith and strength won't last. Um, and it, the chorus is, you know, hallelujah, you are still good, oh God, hallelujah, uh, no matter what I had thought, hallelujah, my lips will ever, ever sing, I am uh, held by a good and gracious, gracious king. Uh, and it's just these notions of like, when everything's rough, I'm still going to sing the song. When everything's good, I'm still going to sing the song. Uh, and then the bridge was, you know, but oh, let me not just chase the wind when all my hope is held within the God who made my hopes and dreams to fall before his rule and reign. And and I, this was kind of like the start with me surrendering um, my heart to him because I feel like I had been very standoffish with the Lord. And maybe you can identify with that. I've just kind of been like, yeah okay and I, but I, I, know, I was like maybe that's why I'm dry So then I so that I leave and I go to go to Maryland for Matt's wedding and I'm absolutely miserable and I am putting on the biggest face. Um, I am I miss my kids you know my kids are crying because I'm not there um, and I'm st- still feeling emotionally dry and, and spiritually dry and so I just put on a face. Of yeah, it's just so happy. It's great, you know. It, it was so hard because I was just not there. I was like a shell of a person. Uh, so we do the rehearsal, and uh, I go back to the the uh, I go back to the hotel, and I just sit there. And you know how the hotel always has like a a, a mirror that the bed faces, and I just sat there staring at myself in the mirror, and I just kept thinking, what am I doing? Like, what is what is happening? I I just, I have no thoughts. <laughs> God, I have nothing. I'm, I am running on empty here, sir. And I got nothing. You know, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the, you know, housekeeping, the Lord wants me to tell you. There wasn't, there was none of that. It was literally just sitting there. And then I went and I watched a couple YouTube videos of, I think it was like Adam Savage making a lightsaber. And I went to bed and I woke up and went and got ready for the wedding and made some friends, you know, some connections of some people and did all that. And the wedding was great and it was beautiful. And and Matt and Caitlin were wonderful. And it was a great wedding celebration for them. And I sat at the reception and I just was, like I said, I was just sitting there and I was. I didn't, I wanted everything to not be there because it just, I felt so empty and so dead. I was just like, what is, what's going on? And I found myself at one point standing off to the side back when they were doing like the speeches and stuff, and I was all alone, not like I like, (laughs) I didn't like mope away. Um, But I went and I was just standing there watching everything happen, and I was just like very aware that I was not present. In the moment, and and it, and I felt like it made me feel guilty. I'm like I'm supposed to, this is supposed to be such a wonderful day. I'm supposed to be enthralled and excited, and I am the opposite. Um, and so then I get to wedding's over. They drive away, and I got an early, early, early flight. And I go to the airport, and one of the groomsmen, who's actually a, a friend of mine, uh, him and his wife were flying back to Texas. And so I was flying to Dallas to go then to um, Kansas City. And so I we went to the the airport together and we were just kind of talking. And I like I said, it was just, it was so weird. I could feel myself being not present. And so we fly to Dallas, we say bye. I get on my layover or my next flight over to Kansas City. I get to Kansas City and I'm staying with, someone I worked with in ministry back at one of my old churches, um, and we had been, uh, he literally had done the premarital counseling for my wife and I. So, um, it was incredibly impactful. If he had not done a premarital counseling, our marriage would have been destroyed before it was started, because I had not gotten counseling for stuff that I'd been through. And I brought up stuff about what I'd, you know, because uh, he was, he had to do this assessment and we went through this this assessment and he said uh, you're scoring really low on these things and what, what why and I was like well I just feel like I'm a failure and I feel like I'm never going to do anything right and I just feel so like I'm just unforgivable and he said why what well, what happened and I told him what happened and when he said did you ever get counseling for this and I said no and he said well if you don't you're going to destroy your marriage and I signed up like I called the counseling center the next day and it was incredibly pivotal pivotal in my life in my marriage and before it even started and i owe the success of my marriage to him uh, because without it we would have run into so many issues and and he's a good friend and we just get along really well and so he's obviously i'm as old as a little older than one of his kids so he's definitely old enough to be my dad but i went to kansas city and i got to stay with him and his wife and went to church with them and went to, got to see his new church that he's working at uh, and once again, like it was just everything felt so off. And then Monday we start the retreat. And I was just sitting there thinking, like I I'm like I am such a phony. Why am I here? I've got nothing to add to this. I all these people are probably incredible. And guess what? They were. All of them were incredible songwriters, amazing vocalists, and some of the best vocals I've ever heard in my life. And um, and my insecurities went to like twenty, you know. So if it's a scale of one to ten, they went to twenty, and I'm just going, man, what is? I just want to leave. I just want to leave. And Aaron Williams does a song the first day that he leads worship, and it's called Abide, and uh, it's very very simple. It's basically the idea that we depend on him. So it's whether it's from my waking breath. For my daily bread, I depend on you. I depend on you. From the, For the sun to rise, for my sleep at night, I depend on you. Those are the verses. The chorus is, you're the way, the truth, and the life. You're the well that will never run dry. I'm the branch and you are the vine. Draw me close and teach me to abide. Right? And then when the Spirit leads as I'm following, or for the victories still in front of me. Um, and then the second chorus is, be my strength, my song in the night. Be my all, my treasure, my prize. I am yours forever, you're mine. Draw me close and teach me to abide. Abide and that kind of started a little bit in me to was like what is i don't think i'm abiding i don't i don't i don't think i don't think i'm doing it right something's up and and so i start to think to myself what could be going on i and i just but i don't get it i feel like something's wrong and so we start these co-writing sessions, and they're incredible. These, Like I said, these people are so fun to write with. I made such great friends there. It was so fun getting to scratch that uh, that itch and use that part of my brain, you know, to really just to inter- interact with these creatives in a way I haven't gotten to in a while. And it makes me definitely want to do that again, like go to a couple songwriters retreats just to, to keep honing the craft, but also just to be around those people, because uh, they're fantastic. I love it. And but it, it it kept feeling like I was like, I wasn't myself. Like, who is this person? And and so the next day went on. And as people were writing these songs, what was the beautiful thing was there was no one gave anyone, hey, we're writing this for an album. There was no parameters. So people were just writing. And some of the things that came out of it were so cool because they all felt worshipful. And it was starting to peel back these layers. And I started to realize you know, when everything happened to Joanna and I, with all the church hurt, um, I got counseling, I got plugged in at a church, and I've kind of gone, gone against my life verse. And my life verse has always been, uh, not always been, but for a large part of my time has been First Peter 5, 6 through 7, which is, uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time He may exalt you, so at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And I would often focus on the, you know, I'm humbling myself so you can promote me and you can, you know, make me great. Uh, I want you to exalt me, please. Um, And I'd always misunderstood that to being this side of eternity. And the more and more I live my life, the more and more I study the scripture, the more I see that it's not, (laughs) it's humbling yourselves in the sanctification process because when it's time, he will exalt us with new everything to be with Him. It's not, there's no exult, expectation of exaltation this side of eternity. That was misunderstanding one. And the misunderstanding two was casting all, all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. It was casting my anxieties when I felt like it and when I felt like I really needed to, right? And so, you know, f- for a lot of people that, um, that can be like me. I was okay. We're going through all this crazy stuff. Oh, okay. I've got some normalcy now. Oh, cool. I can start to kind of lean into other things to give me a feeling of worth rather than constantly going back to the father to abide in him because I know I depend on him. And the problem is you, I'm, I read the last part of that verse as casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you as like, he likes it. It's nice. You know, whenever I feel like it, I can go, hey, God, I'm just feeling stressed today. And I'm feeling down and I'm feeling frustrated. And he's going to go, oh, Joel, it makes me so happy for you to bring that to me. Um, not casting all your anxieties on him because you depend on him. And even more so, He cares for you in your dependency. Oh, wow, that changes everything. So what you're saying is I can't get to a point where then I can say, I'll take it from here, God. And I realized, it was I started to hear these people's stories behind the songs they were writing together, starting to hear some of these cool, amazing stories of victory in people's lives. Um, Like Evan was there, some guy who had lost most of his sight and then God gave him some of it back, but not all of it. It was this beautiful reality of you know, everyone else, it seems like, and I know that we could project some things, but it, it, it was humbling to see other people in those moments, depending on the Lord, in the stark contrast of that I wasn't, right? I was sitting there going, oh man, I'm, I'm not depending on him. I don't depend on him. And so I... That really hit me hard, and I, I'd love to say I've turned my life around and I depend on Him and I feel so rejuvenated. Um, I don't. I I am still very weary, um, and I'm still working through it. Right, I'm still working through that notion of depending on the Lord, abiding in Him, and it's a it's a learned thing. It's not just you do it immediately, and uh, and so that's kind of what what the Lord did at that time, and so. Um, what was really cool was just getting to be around these people and hear their stories and see them depend on the Lord. And then, you know, I come home and I'm I'm trying to figure out like, what does that mean for me now in the various areas that I'm, I'm living, whether it's these new endeavors that I'm doing with this leadership startup, or even just at work at Cisco and playing at church. And so it's, it's been this, it's been good being back and, and almost kind of trying to figure out, okay, what am I doing with this all? Um, and my commitment is—I'm I'm committing myself to depending on the Lord more uh, because I need—I—I I have to, right? And and I want to do that with this podcast. And so my my question for you is: Do you are you depending on the Lord in everything that you do? Do you understand that for the sun to rise, for your sleep at night, you have—you depend on Him from your waking breath, for your daily bread, you depend on Him. I mean, we we understand. Uh, abstractly, as it says in the song, when I pass through death, after, as I enter rest, you know, for eternal life, to be raised with Christ, I, I depend on you. Because we get that, well, we understand that, but we we also love to provide for ourselves. We love to feel accomplished. We loved, we, we've we loved when, when people go like, man, I'm so thankful that you did this for me, and we were a part of that in someone's life. Um, so, I, I think, I think that was that's been one of my biggest wrestles since you know being out of ministry and I didn't know that and it took it took this time for me to to figure that out so you know as I'm kind of thinking about how to wrap this up when you when you aren't pursuing the Lord in the way that you should in dependency, you forget the importance of the gospel right and as as a songwriter that's the that's the heartbeat I mean these songs are out of gratitude for what he's done on the cross right these songs are out of thankfulness for his sacrifice and so often we're just living our lives not even giving a thought or a care to that and i, I that's i'm I'm saying I'm doing that. In this podcast, this episode is really just a confession of you know i I see it now, I recognize it now, and I want to. I'm I'm going. I'm not on one to change. I'm going to change it. And how I'm going to change it is I'm going to be way better about my discipline and my devotional times. I'll be way better about focusing on dependency in my prayer life, right? And not simply these, God, I need prayers. You know, God, I want prayers, but God, you are prayers. God, you, you're you the one who's gotten me to this place. And in, in acknowledging, I wouldn't be here in South Carolina, at Cisco, at Grace Church. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have Lucy and Nora. I wouldn't be married. None of this would have happened. All I'm, Just all the good things I have are immediately traceable back to the Lord right? And so that's what I'm going to be working on and doing more in my own prayer life. And and maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe that's what you've, you've been wrestling with too. Maybe you, listening to this now, have felt dry. And I would say maybe the reason you're feeling dry is because you've been depending on yourself and you haven't been abiding in Him. You know, it's as John 15, five says, I mean, where the song abide came from. I am the vine. This is Jesus speaking. I am the vine. You are the branches. We are the branches. The people, the church are the branches. Whoever abides in me, Jesus, and I in him, he is that, that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can't do nothing. We say that. I know I can't do anything without you, Lord, but I am doing things without you right? And I I know that's me. And I know that's probably you too. And so I hope that as you kind of think about your next week, uh, approaching Sunday, everything that's going on, that you start to think a little bit more differently about yourself and maybe start to pray those prayers of acknowledging the good that God's given you and brought you to and brought you with, through, uh, in, in acknowledging it, acknowledging your dependence on him. And I think that will help you because I know it's going to help me. Uh, and I'm excited. One of the things I'm really excited for, too, is uh, a lot. I'm basically hopefully going to get all the different artists that were on at the Songwriters Retreat. And it's so cool. They're so different. and they're But they're all so wonderful and just such great people and such great artists. So I'm excited for you to hear them and hear their stories and to give those people uh, an even bigger platform. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. This episode could going to be definitely short, way shorter than usual. Um, but I, I thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, for supporting me. Uh, and I hope that you have a wonderful Lord's Day as you worship together corporately. And uh, with that, I will see you in the next one.